Welcome back to the King Belly Podcast, where every opinion is welcome and every voice can be heard. Today's guest, FK47, Fritz, as some of you may know him, uh, a friend of the show. Um, I remember we spent, what, a year a year together in Albany, and yes. then we left Albany and decided that you want to pursue music full-time. Yeah, so we, we are Cambrian niggas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Left Albany after a year, decided he wanted to pursue music full-time, and he just released... A couple of weeks ago, not just, but you just recently released his first project, Long Time Coming. It's been yes. a long time coming. And tomorrow, actually, Long Time Coming will be available on all your DSPs, your Spotify's, your Apple Music's. For everybody, that audio Mac was a little bit too much to download. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we, we servicing all the people with the DSPs. That's a fact. A lot of you are probably wondering, like, yo, what is a guest doing in a pre-roll? Like, that's, that's so new. Why are you doing that? Yeah, it's the FK way. It's, act, it's actually a message that um, FK had for a lot of you young and upcoming artists. Something that he realized that we missed, that we forgot to touch on in, in this episode. Yes, yes. A lot of people ask me or tell me, you know... Don't sign with a label or be like, be mindful of the deal. Well, let me tell you guys something. A lot of these label deals are, are very fair. You just can't spend your 150k advance on a $75,000 watch. <laughs> you just can't do that yet. So for all my people trying to do it the independent way, that's really hard. Get some help. At the end sign of the with day. The label. At the end of Wait the day. Wait for the <laughs> Wait for it. At the end of the day. The label now takes care of your studio time. The label takes care of you, booking tours for you, yep. all your expenses. You don't got to pay for that out of pocket. Nah. Just make sure that when you get that advance money, when you get the initial bread. Put it into the music. Buy beats. Work with, get features. A lot of artists, a lot of artists, you know, they have great music, but they're not doing the extra work. They're not getting, you know, they're not booking their own shows. They're not, they're not buying features. They're not getting inquiries to get featured on things so you know get yourself put out there but as far as you know being afraid of labels in 2020 you don't really gotta do that so it's no longer a worry of somebody in 2020 yeah 2019 if you're you know i would obviously you know do as much research as possible get a lawyer obviously but you know you don't gotta fear these labels it's not like 1995 where TLC was getting a penny <laughs> per, per actual they was dead right. ass getting a penny <laughs> they was getting a penny for a million streams that's OD like, so, yeah just you know just stay the course focus on the art and you know with proper representation everything gonna handle itself that's a fact and, and, and enough of FK from now as a matter of fact if you wanna hear more of FK keep listening here's the convo why did you um? why did you only put it on audio Mac to begin with cause they're racist kid shit and now it's not that shit is I'm just like leaving that shit in the past type shit cause these niggas is like being real difficult so now oh I'm as like, far as giving you the rights to release that yeah record. I mean like I have permission like word of mouth permission with him but he don't own his music so it's like mm. what is his opinion mm. so at the end of the day regardless of what the artist says regardless of what their management says it's up to whatever the label wants to do with that record and yeah. their artists and their likeness yeah, shit's They have they have the indoor <laughs> damn, that's trash. Yeah, it, it could be a record that niggas had no plans on using. Right. Like, a record that they never even heard, but just yeah. because he's on it, yeah, it's, it's a dub for you. Yeah, you once can't once he that. once he slaps his vocals on his property of Interscope Records. So that's why that's why the artist empowerment, the uh, the, the conversation of owning your own masses, that's yeah. why that those type of things are so big now because yeah. it affects even the people on the, at the lowest end of the um the totem pole. 
No, it affects us the most. Right, because <laughs> you're, you're a producer trying to get on. Yeah. You're a producer um, running around through the right circles, and now you, you got in contact with um, a prominent artist. You put them on your track. That's good notoriety for you to have, nah, and now it's a hold up on the yeah. back end. And now, in my, in my, in my, um, in my circumstance, it was like a sixteen month hold up. We did that song in January twenty eighteen. I tried to drop it in April twenty nineteen. So it's like I had the song. In my <laughs> you had the song. In I the made the beat in twenty seventeen. <laughs> I made the beat in November twenty seventeen. Like that beat is mad old. Like that, I don't right. even. You just been sitting down waiting, like just yeah, waiting for the opportunity just, to drop this. Just waiting. So being that it's on Audio Mac, are you able to monetize um, monetize from the pro- monetize the project being that's on Audio Mac, or would it have to be on like a big streaming platform like Apple Music or Spotify? Nah, you can monetize off SoundCloud now. I don't know about Audio Mac, probably Audio Mac. We could definitely monetize off SoundCloud. <laughs> how 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 would artists go about monetizing on SoundCloud? Cause I heard I heard it's a little tricky now. Like I heard SoundCloud just rolled out some new shit specifically for artists and people, oh creators in general, podcasters, rappers, producers. I really read out some new program for people to um in order to monetize, but I'm not really f- sure about like the f- the um the, the process, leg- like of, the process and stuff like that, like yeah. the details and shit like that. Well, you um first, what you could do is you could um upload your music through like a music distribution site, like TuneCore or something you hear a lot, or like DistroKid, and they kind of like collect the royalties for you, mm-hmm. or. You um you have a publishing account, which means uh, a publisher collects the royalties for you and the label and the rapper and whoever else is involved, and that's how y'all get paid like that. But for the small-time, independent, up-and-coming artists, their best bet is like TuneCore or DistroKid. Websites like that. Right, because they can just upload their shit and send it and have their own little profiles on it. Right. Where they um, they are, they are, um, their fans can find them. Facts, facts. So you would you wouldn't recommend, for example, somebody that's an up and coming artist, right? Just trying to get out there. You wouldn't recommend them putting their projects on a bigger a strap platform. Does that hinder them? Uh, no. Because because I think about it like this: if the majority of people have iPhones, right? And if my shit is on Apple Music, it's easy for everybody to um to access it. Yeah. Well, um, in my, in my, I was gonna put uh, the whole thing on um, streaming services off the rip, but mm-hmm. I, when I got permission for that song, it was like, um, you know, on the base of it being free. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just like let have them not even stress about it and just put them on like a free service. But you know, that situation came and passed, so I'm on to um, putting it for streaming. Without it on the track, and you know, there's no other clauses like that when you're any of the other artists, so mm-hmm. it's fine. It's, I feel like it's better this way, you know what I mean? It's like less, it's less um, stress and extracurricular stuff this time. I feel like people already resonated with the first version that came out, mm-hmm. so you know, I'm well, the second version is only missing that one track, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That it's wasn't like... really there to begin with, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean, I, I think. Because the the people who already downloaded the project, they already have Audio Mac on their phone, so they can still have they can still have the that one record on oh, Audio oh, Mac. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but um, it back and forth. But yeah, but at the same time though, like I feel like with the reception I got off of you know what was out, I'm not even really worried about that anymore. Like I'm just I'm worried about getting that second wave of listeners, that big wave that don't have SoundCloud, but obviously everybody has either. 
Apple's Spotify or Tidal. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to like getting playlisted on those uh, platforms and having people that don't have SoundCloud listen. Right. So, so SoundCloud it- is more for the like uh, real. Uh, intermediate listener, and like if you're really looking for underground stuff, right? Like, like if you're really out there searching for underground, yeah, yeah, yeah. underground artists. Not a lot of people have time for that. So <laughs> now, well, I think I think people who actually like, like you said, only the people who are doing that are doing that. Like only people who are really like really hip hop historians or hip hop nerds yeah. or hip hop enthusiasts whatever or curators whatever yeah. whatever they want to consider themselves whatever today's like, really, version of hip hop is right, right. Like, like if you're really looking for artists, if you really want to discover underground artists. SoundCloud or yeah. sometimes even Audio Mac is where you go doing that. Most of SoundCloud like, though, I, I, even even if you want to find Lucy's from like a bigger artist, SoundCloud is where you'll go for yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. SoundCloud is that place for that. SoundCloud has been, um, you know, very clutch for the up and coming rapper in this decade. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. people, people have previewed and tested song on SoundCloud, got the reception, put it on iTunes, and it goes. How do you feel about that? I think it's great. I think, it, you know, when records pop like that, that's like the most organic reaction ever. Mm-hmm. It's like not a lot of, there's no promo machine behind it or there's no um, label budget backing it. It's really like people putting out a song and a lot of people resonating with it. It's like, um, good looks. It's like its own, um, you did everything yourself. You proved that you could market a record. You proved that you could, you know, have it out in the public in a way that people would like like it and resonate with it and want to play it over and over. And that a lot way. of people feel like that's cheating though. Like if you How really, so? like if you really believe in your record, you could just upload it to um, Apple Music right away, or upload it, or put it on your project right away instead of having to test it on SoundCloud to see if it hits. Like a lot of people like if you really believe in your work, just drop it. What if BMW just really believed in the work and they never tested the airbags? <laughs> <That's different though. laughs> I mean, yeah, well, the airbags are part of the product, yeah. nonetheless. But the whole like they're not gonna test. They're not gonna test the vehicle though. You know what I mean? They're not gonna just throw the whole vehicle out there on the load to see if it worked. I mean, it's and same, then roll lab, out the vehicle. Labels thinking about labels thinking about songs the same way. Why would I just throw it out there when I have this free platform that people look for music on that I could track? Like I could track the plays. Like how many how many people are playing the songs? But, like, but what's what's the big difference between dropping it right away and dropping it? On a SoundCloud to see if it hits first. Um, I feel like a more established artist doesn't have to drop on SoundCloud first. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so artists, my, my thing is why why can't why won't the the fans of the lesser established artists go and find their music on Apple Music or why wouldn't they listen to it if they drop it right away? You know because, what I mean? Am I making sense? Yeah, you are. I know exactly what you're asking, but like uh, SoundCloud. I mean, SoundCloud is does just like the the. The culture around it is just like I'm independent. I'm doing it the most by myself. I mean, you could. Um, it's just free music. It's just free, not for money, not for profit kind of music, right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm. You know what's crazy? I forget that we pay for Apple Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I. It I'm just like, money, me, like, bro. <laughs> it's like money, bro. Just me, like, we dead pay for that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, hell it's yeah. Because it's a reoccurring payment that you forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like, yo, we dead pay for that. And shit. that, and, and right, money, money gets collected. I'm like, yo, what's the difference if you just throw it no Apple Music and throw it no SoundCloud? Oh yeah, you're gonna find it Money difference. I dead forgot that you got. That's why you have to. You can't even. And another thing, you can't just upload to Apple Music. Like you gotta get it. It has to be mixed and mastered, and has to be approved like sound wise. And a lot of it has to have a certain sound quality. Yeah, yeah, it has to, has to. 
Like I had to get the I had to get the the album remastered just for streaming services. Mm-hmm. Like, but um, with SoundCloud, there's no restrictions at all. Like you could put up a distorted file. See, I'm about to say, and that's that's probably and people you can search for those type of songs. On yeah, SoundCloud. and then and then that's and sometimes like, you want you need that gritty feel. There's a market for that on SoundCloud. Exactly. That's exactly what you were just saying. There's a market for like low, not low quality, but just not like that polished studio engineer took ten hours. No, on we, the there's, mix there's, a, there's a market for yeah. for records that were made in your basement. For yeah. records that were made on your couch. The records. That, People still want those. Yeah, records that you know you finished and you dropped it five minutes later. Like I just like there's exactly. a there's a there's an excitement to that that fans like look for nowadays. Like oh, I just finished this on my couch and you know, seven minutes we dropped it. Like tell <laughs> me what you think about it. It might be some shit. We don't know. That's a fact. Yeah. So so let's backtrack a little bit. Word. How did you how did you first not even how did you get into the industry but how did you discover all of these artists for this project? Long time coming. How, oh yeah. How did you, you do that? Yeah, well, um, I really, you know, sought after artists that were either, well, most of them are Queens artists, you feel me? Like, four, mm-hmm. 450 is, is a super talented Queens artist. Flea is super talented, you know what I mean? D is a, is a rap I've been working with for, for a lot. So it's like, I'm really trying to, like, not only, not only, you know, promote myself and my skill as a producer, just trying to show the world that Queens got some talented artists too i know the bronx been going crazy mm-hmm. um brooklyn's been going crazy and then queens kind of gets lost in the shuffle that's why i had the the street corner on my album cover it's like a real like geographical hood kind of thing for me too but um the standout artist johannes that's like um that's like a guy that i'm really like people gonna look for for my sound through him and like because you know that's the artist that I'm building my sound with. You know what I mean? Every producer should have that one artist that they go to and people could like find their chemistry and respect it like that. So mm-hmm. that's really all I'm trying to do. I'm just really, with this project, I was just trying to prove all my capabilities as a producer with different type of artists. And I tried to keep it as Queens impossible. Oh, and Diddy Jones is my cousin too. It worked? Yeah, that's my cousin. So it's like, yeah, it's just people I really like knew and worked with or engineered for it. I thought it was talented that, I'm, you know, Moving through Queens and getting their name out, I'm just doing the same. It's respectable. Word, appreciate it's, it's, it. It's always it's always wavy when um you just reach out to the people in your community because oftentimes when people are starting projects, not even just music wise, but starting any type of project, they always aim for the top. Like look look for the people that's already at the top. Look at the big directors, the big producers, and things of that nature. When it's yeah. like yo, there's people in your backyard who do Dang. who do exactly what you do. Who are interested in the same shit you're interested in, work in the same industry as you, right. that could use your help. And I'm not gonna name drop or cause a stir on the Great King Bentley podcast. <laughs> but it's been a couple people's favorite rapper that's looked down on a couple Queens artists and kind of taken ideas and made big number one records with them. But Is you that know, so? yeah, I'm just, Is that know, so? I'm just saying. So, I'm so, just so saying. according to what you're saying, I'm not putting words in your mouth. According to what you're saying, yeah, yeah, I said that. There's this big, there's, there's big, big artist that we all bump. Yeah. His or, his or her records are currently downloaded in our phones. Yeah. And they're scoping on Queens rappers and taking their stuff. Uh, it's, 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 it's a couple, it's a couple, you know, singular situations where that happened, I've heard. Like, it's like, hmm, I heard that before. Like, yeah. I was, uh, we might have crossed paths in the studio. I'm maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, something like that. Same, maybe or maybe not, but I've definitely heard that before. I've heard. It's not, it wouldn't even be something like, the way art, like, the way some artist bites, the mm-hmm. artists that actually do it, 
You know, um, it's it's like in a way you wouldn't even think of. Like they took the idea, but they coerced it so crazy in their own way that you wouldn't even think. So so if being that is so being that is so chopped up, right? Yeah. What if is what, what if there's a chance, right? Let's paint a picture like this. Yeah. In the defense of the potential artists that you say took some like that. Yeah. Let's say you're in the studio and um, you're in the studio for five minutes. You just ran inside to chop it up with somebody and you ran back out. You got a show to do somewhere down the block. Yeah. Run inside and as you're inside chopping up with somebody, you hear a little loop in the background that's layering your conversation, so to speak. So now it's the, your main focus is on the conversation right here, but yeah. you know that that, that loop in the, in the background, background is back layering your subconscious, yeah. right? It's just you know behind yeah. your subconscious. And now fast forward two months later, not even two weeks, not two days, two months later, you're in the studio and it's time for you to create. Yeah. And as you sitting there creating, like I don't know where this scene is bop come. Yeah. And it just so happened that the bop that comes back is, is the bop that you created. The one that you curated or the one that the artist curated. Is that still biting? So so like if I got if I heard if I heard the loop that I heard like two months ago and then I was like, hmm, this is kinda the nah, same. The, the, the thing is you don't even know you don't even know where you heard it from. You oh, just yeah. came to you like you just you just in the spot grooving like yo, this this sit right here, yeah. Well if I knew, bro, I'd probably try to give him credit. If if I knew who it was, like myself, if I did ask who it was, I probably hit up the producer. But, like, but you, don't, but you don't know who it is because you thought you created it. It just came back to your mind out of nowhere. It, it came to you in the moment. Mind? Um, I mean, I guess it's unintentionally. You know <laughs> what I mean? I mean, it happens. You, some, you know, other producers think other producers are wavy. You know what I mean? We right. we respect what, we, what each other is doing. You know, it's not like a hater community. So you know, you might appreciate another producer's sound and try to like. You know, springboard off it. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm saying like, dudes have had tracks, like sent to a label um, officials, and then those said label officials kind of slid them to said artists, and <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like something like that. But that situation, nah, I wouldn't even be mad if a if a producer was like, yo, I heard this and I got inspired. I'd be like, you know, that's what music's for. I'm not like none of these melodies is copyrighted. Type, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But What's it's like. People steal at the same time, but at the same in the same note, people just you know hear music and get inspired. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Who are some of the producers that inspire you? Uh, Kanye, Kanye, hundred percent. Pharrell, um, newer producers like uh, uh, Murder Beats is dope. Um, Wonder Girl, I like Just Blaze. So 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 as far as Kanye, you just said Just Blaze as well too, and Pharrell, right? Yeah. When you were li- when you were growing up on their records, did you take to their music naturally, or was it or or was it a situation where you heard them and then you discovered, yo, this is what I want to do? Or well, were you already musically inclined prior to hearing their records and their songs and their albums? All three is like yes. So when I first heard of Kanye, right, it mm-hmm. was like I like me. Okay, my sisters, right? I have two older sisters, right? So what I would do is like my sisters. I was conf- I was computer savvy at a young age, so my sister would give me like a track list, and mm-hmm. I would like download the songs for them. And this is like 2003 type shit. So, to me, in my opinion, I've always been up on music. When when I was around six years old, I started playing piano, and that's when Kanye came out with like Jesus Walks type right. shit. So, like, shot yeah, that was my first real exposure to rap. Like me and my sisters would really just watch 106 and Park and Rap City. That's a fact. Yeah, and just like. That Watch was the top ten every day. After yeah, school. every single day. I've, I've, I, I don't think I missed too many episodes of One Hundred Six and Rap City. So it's just like, just like, you know, 
following Kanye's career from his, from the beginning while I was like a child, mm-hmm. like really had an influence on my on my musical style and what I thought was good and I because he just kept on ascending. He never really like slowed down artistically. So in my head, he was always the standard. So I always like try to like keep in mind that this is the point I want to reach. And my thing is was like I'm playing live instruments at a young age too, so mm-hmm. it all kind of seems possible in my head. But I and this just, is you saying this this is around the age of six. Is what yeah, you're like like six to eight, like early middle school. Mm-hmm. We're in New York kids. When you're six years old, you're really ten. <laughs> <That's what laughs> <I'm saying>. So <laughs> so yeah, around six years old, seven years old, I really started. Were your push? Were your parents push you in the direction of music from a young age, or was it something that they were resisting at first? Neither. My parents kind of just want me to do what's best for me and what like makes me the happiest. But mm-hmm. when I said I wanted to pursue music, it wasn't like this whole big hubbub or surprise. Like what? What do you like? Nah, it's like you know. Yeah, we could see that for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like that. Shout out my parents, man. They always been super supportive of like my path. Nah, that's what I feel like. I feel like parents should. I feel like all parents should do that. Go sure, for it. I mean, you should. You should just try to find a way to play to your kids' strength. Especially now, son. Like it's tw- it's about to be twenty twenty, bro. <laughs> you, We're twenty years into the yeah, century. Yeah, you could really like. If you really skilled at what you do, you really, really good. I think this is the best era for people, for the actual skilled people, for the ac- people with actual talent. You gotta really, you just gotta focus. You gotta figure out what you do and focus strictly on that. Yeah. Put all your energy towards that. And you gotta, uh, you gotta know how to make it a product that people want to consume. Whatever it is, if you, if you, if you do makeup, if you do eye eyelashes, if you, if you do hair, if you make beats, like you just gotta, you know, separate yourself from the rest of the pack and. Let's see, see who makes the most money. I go for the most success. It, I, I, I can see how it's difficult though, because it's like at the end of the day, we all kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, the, the so, but so many different things you could do. So you really got to find a way to make yourself stand out. Like facts, the talent pool is much bigger. Like you know, it's a, it's much more competition now because everybody could just upload. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, you got to have like twice as much confidence in yourself. How long do you think that's gonna last? Or how long do you think like the the freedom that we have to just upload and, and create things on our own is gonna last? That's a great question. Or do you think do you think there's something that's gonna just you know? It all depends on happen in perpetuity. I, it all depends to me on like how. <laughs> 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 you know why I'm laughing though? If we, if it's like it's at a point, you know why I'm laughing because I was like, what the fuck does perpetuity <laughs> mean? <laughs> <laughs> ah shit. <laughs> Let me see. Per, forgot to spell that shit. Per, per. We might have to leave this shit. Nah, I'm leaving. Per, I forgot to spell it. What the fuck? What's the word? I'm trying to be on my podcast professional. And you just hit me with the Webster's Perpetuity. elite dictionary section. P E R. He's gonna listen to this like this nigga is dumb. He should be only doing music. No, I T Y. I'm wilding. What's what's the definition of that? A bond or other security with no fixed maturity date. You learn something new every day. The state or quality of lasting forever. That's oh. the definition I was using. Right, right, well, right, right. I think, to your question of the whole freedom to upload thing, I think as long as we can regulate, like, copyright and pay, everything's going to rock. Mm-hmm. But now, like, they're kind of dragging it. Like, even now, people are getting, like, Instagram video co- copyright complaints on songs that been out. So Wait, what? On Instagram? Yeah, if you if you have a you know on YouTube how you can't really upload a track. Right, you can't, you can't load not yeah. even just records, just anything. Yeah, you, YouTube on your body as soon as you upload yeah, it. Yeah, I never want to say how they do that. Play. 
there's a there's a file um uh fucking matching software that they use but some AI shit. yeah yeah facts it's 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 wacky now mm-hmm. but um yeah as long as as long as um copyright could be regulated they'll let anything rock people the people that money is like the 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 money that's supposed to come to something as long as that's not compromised and everything should be fine as long as you as long as you don't mess with their bottom line, like everything, everybody's happy. Yes, sir. The only issue is when everybody started realizing that they want higher bottom lines. Yeah, if someone something's gaining, like you, if you upload a song, you didn't have copyright to you get two million plays. That's two million plays worth of money gone, because you uploaded the shit for free for that time period. What's those splits like on on the artist end? Like for example, especially if you're like a young upcoming artist, right? You finally get that first deal. Yeah. What's the splits like on your end when you finally start seeing a lot of people taking to your music? You seeing millions and millions of streams. Like if a if a label hits you up or right, if, if a label hits you up, record yeah. label is telling you like, yo, you really want to focus with your shit as well. Uh, uh, yeah. You sign to the label, you drop an album, you see your streams are hitting. Yeah. And you like, yo. I'm getting millions and millions of streams. I'm about to get millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But it's not really millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, nah. Why is that? Because um the streams are way less than a like the streaming payouts is way less than a dollar per stream. It's way less than a cent per stream. It's like oh zero point. How you yo, how are you able to how are you able to pay somebody less than a cent? Like how are they able to get away with that is my question. Like how are labels able not, not even labels, the companies, the streaming companies. Because how are they able to get away with with paying artists less than a cent per stream? Because if you paid if you pay them a dollar per per stream, they make a hundred million per song. The artist. Are you saying that, that money doesn't if, exist? If they get a hundred million streams. Right. are you saying that, that money doesn't exist or that's money that the, that the streaming companies just don't want to give up? I don't think I don't think the revenue accumulated like like comes out to a dollar per stream. I don't think a song that that play gets a hundred million plays generates a hundred million dollars yet. I think I think a, a song that's a hundred million plays generates like three million dollars. Mm. So you know that's so to so a certain extent the streaming companies are also figuring out and and, and working with artists to the best of their abilities. Yeah, a hundred percent, definitely. Um, title title's doing a great job. Title's paying the most per um the most dollar amount per song. I mean per stream. A stream is really short though. I could you could press play once and that that counts as a stream. Am I giving you 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 as a consumer should ask yourself? You pay ten dollars a month for Apple Music, right? Mm-hmm. Was that was that one song you listened to worth a dollar out of that ten? Out of that ten, right? You bump like you bump like probably thirty songs a day. And on top of that, I guess um, being that you taking into consideration because when I when I hear a song I like, yeah, especially like when I hear a song that slap and I like and I know for a fact like a single it slap, yeah, I know it slap, I know it's fire from the first time I hear it. Yeah. I finish it like ten times for the first day. Exactly, but that'll be ten dollars for exactly. artists, like one person right, right. in one household in one city. It, so can't, I, it can't be a dollar per stream. A dollar is unrealistic, but yeah. not even 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 from what we're seeing, it, it wouldn't even make sense to do fifty cents a dollar, fifty cents a stream for, on, on, a, on, a, on a stream. Fifty cents would be ridiculous for for an artist. Fifty cents would be like people would just make music as just a to job. make music, right? Yeah, like so. In your opinion, right? Yeah. What do you think is the appropriate amount of money to give an artist per stream? Per a per stream basis is really 
tough to it's tough to gauge part of the reason why the system is the way it is is because there's just no other clear alternative that would be like positive mm-hmm. I, I might have to just give you point oh oh five per screen because <laughs> there's the streaming company has to get its cut the, right and we we don't know the fixed we don't know the actual amount of value that w- this one play did for this artist. You know what I would do? I would give like a set bonus for like streaming accolades. Like, okay, you crossed a million streams, payout. Right. You crossed five million streams, payout. Mm-hmm. Even still giving that 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 small per stream basis, but you know the payout should get bigger as you cross. Like you should be able to feel like you had a hundred million, million streams. Yes, right. You yes. should, that's what I, that's my thing. Yes. I'm like, yo, as an artist, if you get a hundred million, like for example. What's the name of that shit? The um, Lil Nas X song again? Oh, he's Old Town Road. Those streams, he had to have at least already see at least fifty million streams. Oh yeah, no, no, he he has the most one hundred million stream weeks. That's beastie. Then weeks come than any other song combined. I want to feel like I want want my pockets to feel like. I know his bag. His bag is set up, bro. That shit is set up. You like niggas, like niggas with like a number one song in the country type. That, that bag is set up. But it's the niggas that. that but that's a that's like, a that's a really isolated topic because in that case because that song is just huge. Like you know, in my feelings by Drake. Right. That song is making that song look like irrelevant. Streaming numbers. You're saying numbers that wise. song. Oh, you're saying Old Time Rose making in my feelings seem. Irrelevant. Yeah, it's like doubling its streams. Like. Really? Yeah. Dub- oh, cause it low key it crossed. Well, I mean, but in my feelings, kind of really you think so. N- that's what that's, that's what, what the numbers, numbers are saying. Yeah, that's what the numbers are saying. I wouldn't even know what to Google to fact check that. I believe you. Yeah. Nah, it's just it's, <laughs> nah, it's not even that. It's not even that, bro. It's just the song itself. It's just on some viral meme shit. It's not really like like in my feelings was a good like a like a great. I'm not saying Old Town Road is not a great song mm-hmm. because it's a it's a fucking dope song, but it's a country record. It's a uh, it's slightly, very, very slightly has a hint of parody, a hint of internet culture in there, a hint of meme culture. Yo, you know what's crazy about that? Yeah. A lot of, if you look at the rap landscape now, a lot of rap is is parody rap. Bro, the rap is so connected to the internet I feel and like TV. a child, I got boogies in my face. Like, yeah. well, a lot of this shit is bad city. Like, a lot of that shit, a lot of it is parody talk, but it's Stroke jokes. my cactus. <laughs> Nah, like, rap. just be coming on the track just saying anything. Like, it's, it's a lot of silly shit. In, yeah, in rap. I mean, I like it though, in a way. You know, it's a growing. Because I, like, I feel like people are trying to, like, create a, a vibe more so than. Definitely. It's all about vibes. Stories. It's all about. Niggas not trying to hear no story, bro. Right. Niggas not trying to hear no knowledge. It's Friday night. I'm not trying to hear nothing. It's a fact. But gonna. Like I said, the shit slap, but yeah. it's, it's silly. Yeah, I mean. That's you know, rap took a weird turn in this decade, so certain things is like weird to talk about. But you know, you gotta generate traction for your music, and uh, these dudes is doing it at any cost. I don't know. The internet really like was impressionable in the rap game. I feel like labels did that though, because they got they got you know, um, because like the internet made a and Ring like really a thing of the past. Not a thing of the past. I won't say a thing of the past, but it's like it's like the internet kind of shows you who's buzzing. So it's like the internet brings the artists right to your front door. Yeah, you exactly, exactly. And they 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 it's like a vice versa kind of thing. Then the artists the artists is now you know tapped into their fans. They can see how much plays they have, how many fans they have, how many followers, how many analytics can show you 
which fans in what city is rocking with you. Right. So there's a lot of there's a lot more information. You guys can get in tune with your with your fan base without having to go through anybody. Yeah, you don't you like. Uh, Ten guys, years you ago, guys can make the experience as personal as possible. Exactly. Ten years ago, you would need like a whole. There would be a whole label department, like just dedicated to who's rocking with what. Now technology, a whole just, department. You just dedicated click that, the right? little graph shit on the on the Instagram. I'll show you all your your stats. Yeah, what was you asking for? For my fault, bro. Nah, I, I don't, I oh, you into the question in there? Mom, well, I was not there. Oh. Edit point. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's a fact. You can go on Instagram. You can go on Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Music, any platform that you have. They have um, a created destination set up for you where yeah. you can check your analytics and shit like that. That's wavy. Yeah. I, li- I like the way. I, well, I can't say I like the way that it's going because I don't know exactly where it's going. Yeah. But this whole algorithm, we, like the d- fact we decided. That as a creator, you're in control. Yeah. Facts. I don't know how long the creative control is going to last. I don't know if the gatekeepers ever gonna ever gonna be able to re- regain control, but for what it is now, it's wavy. For what it is now, it's pretty dope. For everybody, technology is already you know, it's already gonna progress at the rate it's going to go. So why not put more power in the consumer? But it's like things like Instagram using an algorithm to decide to like which posts matter and which posts don't is kind of like a roadblock in a lot of artists. You know what's crazy about Instagram? I'm starting to feel like. Instagram is programmed in a way where all your followers can't see your post. Period. It is. It is. There's there's probably like ten percent of your followers that just never ever ever see you post. Like you just don't post. A part of it is a part of it could be by design on Instagram's part, but right. a part of it could just be, yo, everybody's not on Instagram scrolling right now. Yeah. So they didn't see it. Uh, it's Instagram. You think it's, it's more so Instagram, it's Instagram than that? Because if you go on elaborate there, on that, why is that? Why do you? All right. That? So all right, boom. Right, you know how um, it has the following section mm-hmm. next to the likes. Like, you right. see, mad at the, like, you see, mad at followers that don't like your pics. Like they're active, <laughs> they're active, and you and you be sitting there wondering. Like I posted a, a picture three minutes ago, and you liked pictures like six minutes ago. So you scrolling. So you, but the you thing don't is, just though, you, you said it yourself with the analytics, the way that it's pro, it's no, it's no longer in chronological order. It's all nah. over the place. So yeah. you, you don't know if they even saw your picture. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Has to be an easier way. You gotta drop that bag for the promotion. Well, not even well, not, right. For That's the what outer, Instagram for the outer, wants you right, to do. For that, right for the out. Not even out of home promotion for the even for the digital shit. Like, yeah, they want you like you said to drop because it's crazy because perfect example. They reorganized the timeline so it's no longer in chronological order. However, if you pay for promotion, the people that are following you that didn't see it when you originally dropped it will now see it. Yeah. It is gonna now. It's gonna pop up when they sponsor posts. Now it's gonna pop up on the in between the, the stories. Now it's gonna pop up. Here's but that's the, but that's the business model on yeah, Instagram's part. Can yeah. you really knock them? Think about it though. Think about it though from a business perspective, right? Yeah. We're a platform and we're giving everybody a free a free marketplace. Yeah, Instagram got tired of that to market promo. their product. Yeah, right. After a while, that freemium model is done. Yeah. But at the same time, what, what what about the people that just have, you know, what about the girls that just look good and they can't get their likes? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at this, it's funny because the I feel like the people that that were less least effective, least affected by Instagram algorithm is like pretty women because, you know, we don't like the picture of God. Nah, we probably have an agenda because we want to talk to shorty anyway. So like, you're gonna, they get their likes, they get their comments. 
and the and the algorithm works in their favor because you know Instagram gives favor to visually appealing things like pictures with bold colors and pictures with that stick out on the timeline they're gonna get more traction so if you got a pretty girl and like in a well photo well um photographed like situation it's gonna go it's gonna go up but it's like uh a person like that posts an album cover with a link attached that hurts them because mm-hmm. it's like that's the type of shit you just scroll past but now it's, for, I mean? it's forcing creatives to figure out new marketing techniques yeah but here's the thing here's the thing Right. I would I would honestly pay for production for for promotion on Instagram, but when you pay for promotion every post is an ad. I I don't want every post to be like this well thought thought out marketing thing to be on a sponsored post. I just want my post to be just shout out to every one of my followers. I don't want well, So that's the thing. You would put regular posts. Yeah. And then you would just create a few posts that you wanted to be sponsored posts. Yes. And now those sponsored posts will bring traffic back to your page so that they can see all of the regular all posts. All the regular posts. Like, yeah. Like, if I have like, okay, sponsored posts would be long time coming out on streaming services. But the pictures I want likes with is like pictures of like fits or pictures of like me in the studio with somebody else or, mm-hmm. or, or, or a snippet. Like, I wouldn't want likes on those. I wouldn't want, want like, you know, I don't want, I don't want every picture to be an ad because it just looks inorganic. You know what I mean? It looks disingenuous. It doesn't look like it looks like I, I was I was um, I'm formulating something instead of like organically like just producing music. One of the challenges to make it seem organic, or to make it organic. Um, like to just like get. Cause you, you can make you can make regular posts and and just have. Oh, yeah, them yeah. My 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 posts. None of my posts aren't spon- are sponsors. You just try to give better content. You know what I mean? Like make the algorithms go in your favor. Like. Certain posts, certain posts go up. Like, there's a, there's a post I have that I got 200 likes in an hour, right? Mm-hmm. There's the rest of the posts I haven't crossed, like, 60 likes in, like, weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same, it's the same follower accounts, the same time posted. It's just like, that so, one So, which, post, one, which, 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 which ones of your posts do you realize have the, the least amount of likes? Uh, <laughs> the ones of just me, like, just me. <laughs> Like just my pictures, but like music, like big music news related mm. things get a lot of love. Like my cover, I got a lot of love. So that just goes to show everybody's here for the music. Yeah, Instagram show. They're Instagram at, is they're showing. They're looking at your page as a yeah. producer page. Yeah, they don't want to see you. They, we want to hear the music. We want to hear your yeah. art. We want to hear. We want to hear what you created for us. That's a fact. That's a fact. We want to make. We want to hear all the music. Son, that we can't party get some likes for on the <laughs> selfies. I want to feel beautiful and shit. Like goddamn, son. <laughs> Shit, rough. Your Instagram likes to feel beautiful. You gotta, you gotta feel beautiful nah, within nah, yourself. It's, 20, it's 2019. We're not hearing that. <laughs> not hearing that. We need all <laughs> that, worked, that worked on like the Oprah show and shit. But nah, nah. <laughs> I'm stupid. Nah, I mean, uh, it never worked on the Oprah show because that was an issue in Oprah. And show, I was just no, I was just being chatting. Yeah, I was just being stupid. Don't mind me. I would ask a couple of questions about 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 um. Specifically about your journey, right? Right. Outside of this project, your entire journey as a whole as being a producer, how did you get your foot in the door? Like, what was your first gig in the production world, in the music production world? Well, um, I had applied for a, a studio internship um, right after I transferred from Albany. So I did that, and that was a great experience. I was in, like, I was in the rooms with some of my favorite artists, seeing how they work, seeing what they did. But when you start out, when you start out as a as an intern, you don't really have like 
you're not really doing much working on the actual music so it's a lot of waiting it's a lot of paying attention but that's like the best thing ever for me because at that point i was like 18 i wasn't really ready to consistently produce like that anyway like sound wise but i learned how to through this experience like working on music at the highest level with the best artists like these these are the sessions where albums are being made and Mm -hmm. grammy nominated works are being made so you just try to pay as much attention as possible as a producer, you weren't that talented yet. You weren't that skilled yet, right? So yeah. how were you, you even able to get the attention to even well, get an opportunity to be a fly on the wall? Um, I just applied. You know, I was working. I was working in school as an audio engineer, so it was kind of like, this is what I need to get experience to further my career. But um, I feel like if you if you approach studio, studios, always need help. You know, they always need hands on deck. They always need like people to do runs and like ease the day-to-day operations of it so i mean mm-hmm. if you come in and be like listen man i, I can I have make a pa- job easier yeah too. yeah exactly i have a passion for music I, i'm a hard worker you could get you could get into a room you could get into a studio i'm you know that's how my studio my the studio i started out was but most studios will, will you know at least inquire at least think about it. So around this time, were you still enrolled in the college, or by this time did you say, I don't want to do this anymore? Nah, I was still in school. I was in school up until my senior year, actually. Up until your senior year of college? Yeah. So you're getting ready to, you're getting ready to graduate. Yeah. You had about, a, what, a semester left? Or yeah. a year left? Yeah. Oh, a semester? A year. A year? A full year. You had a full year, yeah. And yeah. Man, I'm not really mm, yeah music. Fuck it. Yeah, that's what I did because the opportunities were supposed to come. Like right. these opportunities don't repeat themselves. You know what I mean? So I just I was in a mind state where they were telling me, "Listen, you you switched your major and you're halfway done in both, basically." So I was just like, "Listen, I could either further the music career I wanted, in, which is independent from school anyway, or I could keep coming to class and you know grind for for a degree that wouldn't really help me too much in my field anyway." So it was a hard decision. It, I, I was kind of scared in like the first couple weeks, mm-hmm. but. Once I like got acclimated to life out of school, I didn't really turn back. Really but like, at the same time, though, I don't think I'm gonna like not ever pursue my bachelor's ever again. I think it's something for the future. You know, you always want to finish what you started. So you know, mm-hmm. when I'm more, when I'm more, um, when I'm more comfortable in the producer game and in my in my in my field of work, and I'm getting to a level where. I'm comfortable with. I probably knocked that accomplishment out. Or if music is just doesn't work for whatever reason, then I'll definitely go back to school because you know you gotta feed yourself and feed your family. So I don't have a problem. I never had a problem with school. It just wasn't really beneficial to me at the time that I left. That's a fair point. Word. I think I think people find this like like we said earlier. You gotta be you gotta, <clears throat> you gotta be able to play to your strengths. And yeah. It wasn't the most practical thing in the world leaving like a year before you would would be. I mean, done. well, if you, if you know if you know for a fact that there's something out there for you. Oh yeah, I was already you know my internship was like was already turning into like consistent engineer work and you know I was getting my my personal production work was getting better, better and better. So you know I just had you know I just wanted to test myself on the market and you know my thing is school's never going anywhere. Like I'll start over. <laughs> That's a fact. If I have to, I'll. Well, dead. we don't got to start over. I hope I would I would I'd hope not. Oh, I mean. But even like, if I did, like if music hit the fan for real, and I was like, "Listen, God is like, listen, music is not for you, man." And yeah, I'll go back and do do your four years, shit. 
Right back rocking in the world. Corporate. <laughs> corporate. <laughs> like, it never <laughs> Corporate. Suit and tie. <laughs> Niggas would be like, oh, I thought you were doing music. Ah, no. Not anymore. No. no. It's a thing of the past. Who's, ah. But that's that's never going to happen because I'm never going to quit doing music, man. Never. That's the mentality you're supposed to have. I feel like even if it... Well, I'll put it like this. What's your definition of making it work or of, of music hitting for you? Like, like music... Like becoming a like a success, right? Yeah. What's your, yeah. What's your definition of success when it comes to music? Uh, great question. My definition of success is you know you've established a demand for your music, and um, you're artistically explain like expressing yourself in a way that's unique. If you're doing both those two things, then you you are gonna probably go far because you have people that want to hear you have you have fans that are invested in your music. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're keeping like a certain amount of creative, creative like authenticity with it. So, as long as you express your point and have your sound, and you know, keep the originality in the music, and people are asking for it and and anticipating it, then that's like real success in its rawest form in the music industry. Things like money are gonna come like naturally as people like gravitate to your gravitate sound to more. The sound, yeah. Start featuring you other places and things yeah. of that nature. Right. So what methods do you use now to like to get your sound out there, to get your music out there, to get your your own production heard? I use social media and um you know, music distribution sites. That's really all it is now. I have some, you know, unofficial non contractual relationships with some record labels, but that doesn't really help much. They're, you know, occupied with the artists they they're investing in so me i'm just trying to network more and um just like make more beats take more risks and you know just promote stuff on social media got an idea for you what's up i can't take full credit at all there i heard it somewhere probably like last year or the year before like you said earlier in my subconscious i don't know you're not built for the music industry. <laughs> you're supposed to take all credit you made up everything <laughs> <laughs> but now, what if you get in contact with people who like? What if you get in contact with content creators, somebody who has like an internet show, or like, or somebody who has yeah, somebody like a, like an internet show or like a website or something like that? And you That's just, wavy. And you make your music like their theme song. You make your music like the layer to whatever it is they're doing. That's that would be that would be cool. But a better a better a better um a better outcome would be like you ever heard of No Jumper? Yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, if you get like getting your music on No Jumper, it's like a big thing. Like, you know, I never listen to the podcast. Does he? Does he play new music every week or something like he that? He live streams music. Like, mm. It's like uh, this is this small town kid. Let's play it in front of millions of people and see what happens. Like that's what like something yeah, like niggas that pop niggas pretty, pop off No Jumper. Yeah, niggas, niggas definitely pop off No Jumper. That's like an increase of like you, you get like a fifteen thousand. Play increase per song on Beastie. SoundCloud off this nigga Adam. Yeah, yeah, niggas done pop. That's a good cosign to have. Or like an academic, like people shit on academics. Yeah, people shit academics, but if niggas, if niggas, academics, academics so give you that project. stamp, he got a whole cr- chop of people who did ass do it. Who did ass go bump your shit? So, nah, it's really about getting it. Really about getting your um your music in front of the right people and the right ears. Yeah, because once you do that, like you said, they they'll put you on their platform and you let. Right. All, all you gotta do now, not all you gotta do, but it's just um, as long as there's a demand for your music. You like before you, you would have to go through a label, and the label would put it out and put so much money into marketing. And if people didn't resonate, then you would flop. And now it's just like 
the artist is doing so much self-sufficiently. He's getting his own fan base. He's promoting. He's he's his damn near his own publicist. It's like, you know, you just gotta test out your product on the on the market, which would be social media and like video sites like YouTube and stuff like that. It makes it much easier for everybody because back in the day, like you said. You'd have to go. You'd have to go find them. Yeah, you would. Ha- you would have to. Like, be you'd discovered. have to pull up on somebody. You'd have to go pull up on somebody in their office. Yeah, and play a record for them. Like, and the chances of you even getting to the office are slim. Yeah, a, a guy, a, a person, any story that like uh, I gave this artist my CD and he played it like that. Those stories blow my mind because you can't even get it. Like you can't. It's so hard to even slide an email to somebody and this thing. I don't know how somebody had a whole CD. That they <laughs> it took, took it. another CD out. Right. And <laughs> CD and, and listened to it and thought it was fire. And it tried th- to contact <laughs> the nigga. Niggas tried to contact up and coming nigga. Like, I didn't, like, that's that's some 06 shit. Nah, that's fact. Yeah. 06, that's like some 99 shit. It's that. Niggas were still using burned discs in the Technology, not like, we just stepping into this lane of ill, digital super shit. crazy, yeah. FaceTime. Nigga, 10 years ago, we were still burning CDs, damn it. <laughs> we were, or, or we was just getting out of burning CDs. We just, like, we was just, nah, we were still using CDs, but just getting away we, from yeah, burning we, them, right. It's probably always like just becoming like a real thing of the past, like CDs. Not even that, because even as long as we had CDs, we was burning them shits. Yeah, yeah. As long as we have CDs and bourbon. Yeah, so this is like the real, like, part of the reason why, like, we even have, like, what's the streaming kind of, what, what's, like, even the, like, the problem with the stream per, the dollar per stream thing, right? We really, most of the reason why we have this problem is because it's such a new concept. Right. We don't, we need. Everybody's trying to figure it out right now, yeah. on the fly. Yeah, this is, it's new. We're the first, we're like the first we generation. We Yeah. So it's like it's gonna it's a it's a system that's gonna be um you know they're gonna come to a happy medium to see what what we could do to get artists paid fairly but after, you can't you kind of gotta commend everybody involved for their effort because you know artists are getting a reasonable bag it's not like it's like like Drake is getting a big bag for his streaming numbers because he earned them right because he's he's yeah Drake. and Little Yachty has his pocket of, of streaming and, mm-hmm. and Post Malone has his pocket like you know you know it's crazy though going going back to something that you mentioned earlier right being that the streaming companies now provide you with so much analytics right even though we can't quantify how much um each stream is yeah you can you can figure out where exactly your audience is yeah. and go to them. And now you can make your money off merch. You can make your money off touring and things of that nature. And it makes it easier for you to make your money off that stuff because you right. know exactly where to go. You know exactly where to find your core audience. So yeah. even though you're not getting a lot of money off of each stream, being that your songs are on the streaming platforms, it gives you an opportunity. It opens the door for you to find your fans and, and give them everything that they need for you. Definitely. It's need the, from you. It's the age of like self-sufficiency as an artist, as a content creator, as an influencer. As an athlete. As, as a makeup everything. artist. Yeah. As in everything. Zion Williamson. Great, great, great segue. Zion Williamson, the role that Highlight Videos played in his ascension is crazy. It's crazy. That's a it's fact. Crazy. We, all, we all knew of Zion since his junior year of high school because of... Short Instagram short highlight clips. Instagram 30 videos. second videos of like, him dunking. Who is this 6, 7, 280 kid just Wilding on these little kids, and then you know the hype built up from there. And now Duke is involved. Duke's not going to ignore all these people 
saying who is this kid duke has a business to run in itself forget you have a like, pro- right we got a program to yeah, run over here you got a program to run you want the best player and you want the player that is going to attract revenue to the school they're a college but they still want to attract revenue through merch and attendance and stuff like that so what are they going to do the, now zion williamson's the number one recruit because he brings all these things to the table he brings all this attention to, all to duke this right stuff it used to be you know you have you have a like a like a a, a scouting kind of like dedicated magazine or no now it's just youtube and ig he's just self-uploading 30 second seconds videos of him dunking on everybody and now it's like he has national recognition but zion literally has the same amount of followers as not katie you guys still got love less than katie but zion has like 3.5 million followers yeah that's 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 ridiculous, that's ridiculous for a, a kid that hasn't even put on the nba jersey we no, don't even know what, we don't even know what team he's on yet yeah i mean yeah uh you're right. fresh moon Knicks fan. You're right he on the pelicans nah Knicks might make a move for him how there's no way we can get zion yeah. at this point no, that's just that's just hope that's just, that's, there's no hope. Out. Being realistic, there's no hope for us to get Zion yeah, anymore. Gonna RJ, that ship is sealed. We're gonna have cool. to settle for RJ. RJ gonna be cool. RJ bro. gonna be cool, but honestly, RJ has the has the chance of being either Trace McGrady or Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. And, and there's no way of telling. There's until no he way pulls of telling. Out. Yeah. And if he's Andrew Wiggins, I'm be. Man. And on the top of the fact that we don't know if we, I, I don't know for a fact. At least I don't know for a fact that we're getting KD and Kyrie like they say. Uh, and I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket and get hype over that. So it's just it's a lot of uncertainty surrounding us in this coming free agency. I see KD coming to the Knicks. Everybody I does. I, see, I don't see KD coming to the Knicks until KD is on the Knicks. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I, I've lived in New York just like you. I've seen Knicks fumble many bags, but it's fumble like, every bag. At I that. feel like KD is a type of. I feel like KD has um, the rings now, and he's like keen to that. He has rings on his resume, and he he wants to do something for like legacy. So if he if he if he's the person that brings the Knicks back to relevancy, he's one of the goats. I'm like I'm a super LeBron fan, but if he if he brings the Knicks back, I'm it's an argument to me is KD better than LeBron? Well, when time. you say when you say bring, whoa, 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 let's not drag it now. Let's not drag yeah. it now. Music, music had opinions. I can't. <laughs> I mean, relevance like two championships. Oh, oh! You mean championships? Yeah, yeah, Nick, yes. Relevance, bro. okay. Oh, oh, what, are you saying? what is he gonna do? Bring win a scoring title? That's what I'm saying. You said bring relevance. Bring relevance, no, no, relevance no, no, can be no, anything. No, 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 bring relevance no, 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 can be anything. No, 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 but no. even if, even if Kevin Durant, I ain't go front. If Kevin Durant with the Knicks, if Kevin Durant was a title, one title with the Knicks, we, we automatically that automatically solidifies him as a top ten player. Yeah, time. we gotta talk about. It. We gotta, we gotta talk. About right, we gotta have that conversation. But I'm not gonna go ahead and say he's greater than LeBron. If he has three with the Warriors, right, and two with the Knicks, hypothetically, oh, yeah. okay, he, does. he already got three chips. Like, well, he already he about, they about to win three. To win More than likely, they're gonna win three. And he would have five chips. Yeah, he had five in total, two with the Knicks. So like is he greater than LeBron at that point? That's a little bit too. That would be an argument on every. That would be an argument on every sports radio show, on every sports television show. But I wouldn't be ready to say that. Two rings to the New York Knicks. Well, you got to understand, two rings to the Knicks is crazy. It's ridiculous, bro. The chances of that even happening. That's what I'm saying. It has to be some ridiculous shit for this Braun to versus KD thing to be argument. You have to bring like a ring. But LeBron, LeBron, LeBron and KD thing is already argument right now. As it currently stands, KD is the best player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As of right league, now, right. as today, yes, Katie's Katie's the best. I'm talking like an all time legacy, all time legacy type, all time legacy thing. LeBron had the greater career, but it's yeah. still too early to call it because LeBron yeah, is not retired yet, yeah, and Kevin Katie's Durant is younger far than from him. Done, yeah. Right, Kevin Durant is younger than him and far from done. Katie might be stepping into like an overall basketball IQ, like 
routine prime right now. But that that was the point of him leaving Oklahoma City in the first place. Yeah. Granted, yeah, he he won the ring championships. But his main purpose of leaving Oklahoma City was to challenge challenge himself basketball wise. Yeah. Went to Oklahoma. Went to not Oklahoma. He went to Golden State. And now he became a better player off the ball. He became mm-hmm. a better defender. And he became a better facilitator. Yeah. In Oklahoma City, all he had to do was score. Fact. He barely had to defend. He barely was asked to facilitate. And he was barely asked to play off the ball. Well, he was asked to play off the ball because Russ was just playing off the yeah, ball, period. Play, yeah, play. But being that he's playing off the ball with two shooters like in, in um, the likes of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and yeah. then a playmaker and facilitator like Draymond Green, the game that opens up the game so much yeah, for Kevin. The court is so wide for him. It's so wide for him now. Now yeah. he's playing a different style of basketball. He's challenging himself in a new way. Yeah. In theory, it would be nice to be like the next challenge is to now take everything that you've learned in your illustrious 10-year basketball career, come to the great city of New York where nothing has been done yeah. and put all of that shit to the test and see how far you could go. But I just don't. Did see you, it happening. You talk about I'm a, a guy that like and he, I'm realistic and I refuse. He's like to really get her with in touch with public opinion. His public opinion, though, he's really in touch with public with, with the way he's perceived. Yeah, yeah, he's really invested in like he sees. That's another thing too. I don't. Do you think a guy like Kevin Durant will be able to 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 withstand the New York media? Yes, only because he's too talented. He's not gonna be like what what scrutiny is he gonna face? Not even is just, he gonna stop scoring? Like KD is flopping. We already know. No, no, we already see how how personal KD takes things that are said about him. Yeah, it's different when you're dealing with that in New York. Cameras is always in your face. All these different publications yeah. and news companies and media companies have access to the garden. They're constantly going to be on your body, harassing you about the night tonight game. Night yeah. tonight game. I mean, I think it's something. I think it's something he's ready for. I think. I think the only reason I see the Knicks as a move is because he he's coming from a place of so much success. You know what I so mean? So where it's like, and yo, so I've done all of this already. And like, and I don't have like, anything to lose. And it's like people are trying. People are trying to put asterisks on his rings and shit. Like, like you know, I think I think he wants to further legitimize himself in a way. That's just me like speculating on his personality though, more than anything. For real, it's crazy how we all feel like, and everybody's been saying that KD to the Knicks is done. It's not done. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's nothing done until it's done. Nothing Knicks related. I don't care if they're on their way and they have the kind of. I don't care. I don't the care. owner might fuck around and like misprint the shit. <laughs> like that's that's the type of franchise the Knicks are. So I don't care. I don't care if, don't care if Kevin done. Durant is currently on his way to the airport. I don't, yeah. I don't care if he's on his way to the airport to, to land at JFK and jump in the Uber to and get to, to Mass Square Garden. Garden. I don't care if that's yeah. the plan right now. It's still not done until he's in Mass Square Garden. Uh, I give it about a forty percent chance, which is kind of high, but it's less than half. So I'm, I'm hovering around the 37. That's high. It's like more than a third. It is. It's pretty high. Pretty high. We'll have to see though. Yeah. We'll see. What do you think about Kyrie comes in to the Knicks after this? Here's, here's my thing with Kyrie, man. I love watching Kyrie play. Not 100 percent so I want on my team though. Yeah. With the way he's behaved in Boston this past season, this looked pretty bad. It's, it's very bad in the media, and so, I love watching Kyrie play. He's one of my favorite points to room, watch. That locker room. I just was... don't know if I need that energy in the, on the Knicks. I, I'm me personally. A good free agency would be Kevin Durant Kem- and Kemba. Kemba. I want Kemba. Kemba. I dead ass want Kemba. Kemba. Like, yes. I really want Kemba, Kemba on the team. Kemba would be amazing. Bro. Kemba I would want be amazing. Kemba on the team. Kemba, Kemba would be a great culture change. Right. Them. Kemba's balling with no ego. Yeah. Kyrie's pulling up with ego and baggage. Yeah. Like, it would be a media circus if we had Kyrie and KD on yeah. New York. Kemba and KD. I, I feel like both of the niggas would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, shit. Like, 
They they'd ball out. They definitely ball out. Would they give a fuck? <laughs> like I see, I see Kyrie on the corner. It's like this nigga. He don't care no more. Yeah, like well, towards the end, did you watch the end of the uh, like the last couple of games of the Boston? Yeah, the yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. He was just he was mailing it in. He was, yeah. You could tell that when he's not happy, he was because the last couple of games he wilded out. Like he was just taking any shot he wanted. Yeah. He shot like eight for twenty two, seven, seven for twenty two. And it was just like, yo, Kyrie, you clearly don't want to be here. Like, his attitude was old. Like, right, his attitude was on some diva shit. I don't yeah. need that. We don't need that. And the, and the, the, we don't need that. The locker room is real reflective of what like the team has been going through. Like you got Terry Rozier saying, "I don't care where I go in free agency. That's bad." Yo, Kevin, Terry Rozier was up on first take, and he was like, "Yo, so Terry, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If they brought the team back as currently constructed and offered you a contract, would you have, would you take it?" He said, "Yo, nah, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to leave." So he he's already gone. he's already telling you, you that you can't re-sign a guy like that. You yeah. can't even like he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. I, I unless Kyrie leaves and then Terry Rozier decides I'll stay because now I'll be the lead guard on that team. That's different. Boston doesn't want him. Me personally, I don't want Kyrie. I don't want Terry Rozier. The Knicks are gonna end up with ideal situation. Terry Rozier and and Eddie Curry somehow. <laughs> ideal situation is if Kyrie leaves Boston and goes and rejoins. LeBron in LA, yeah, and we get Kemba Walker. But I really, I really hope we can get Kemba Walker. I think Kemba Walker's going to Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. What? Dallas. Dallas was saying they're going to pursue him, and they already got Dallas going to pursue him. Yeah, but then he ain't going to no Dallas. Man, that's a good spot, bro. He ain't going to no Dallas. It's a good spot. Basketball wise, basketball wise doesn't really fit because now you got three scores. No force. Now you have, now you have Luka Doncic. Either way, if I'm Dallas, I'm I'm comfortable with Luka Doncic running my office. So I'm comfortable comfortable running the office through Luka Doncic. Yeah, because he's a facilitator and he can get you buckets. Word. Right. He already has to. He already has to take care of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s shots and Kristaps Porzingis' shots when he comes back. Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be on that roster. He's going to be on that roster. He's going to be third option on that roster right. behind Luka and KP. Yeah. Squeezing Kemba into the into that equation is a lot to me. Because yeah. Kemba's a guy that needs the ball in his hand. True. Kemba's a scorer. True. But however, we got all the room that you need in to New come York. do what you do in New York. In New York, yeah. So Kemba, if you're listening, who's gonna facilitate? <laughs> Kemba. Kemba, if you're listening, to pull us, up, bro. Come. Pull you you accomplished a lot in Charlotte. Don't get me wrong. Charlotte is Charlotte is wavy. It's comfortable, but it's time to come back home. I wonder, but you know, players that come from like. Comfortable, low pressure situations, and then go to big markets, right? Mm-hmm. The they don't really prosper as much, you know what I mean, as other superstars that maybe would come well, right out the draft or coming from another big market to another big market. I feel like he was in a really like no pressure and no winning expectation situation. Right, that's the thing. He had you're right. He, he and that's what I'm telling him. Yeah, to but pull he was, he's been he a dog just, since since college. That's what I'm saying. So, he's yeah. always he always had the spotlight on him. But like you said, he's in a situation in Charlotte where there's not there's no expectations. He yeah. come to New York. If Kevin Walker pulls up to New York with K, with KD and, and RJ, there's going to be a lot of expectations. Yeah, on him. I, I, yeah. I think Kemba's a guy who will be able to live up to those expectations. I think so. Too. Whether or not he thinks that, we don't know. I think so too. But I think he's a guy who will live up to those expectations, and I think being that he's a home a hometown kid, yeah. somebody who always had to deal with pressure and scrutiny and things of that nature, he could hang. Where's 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 he from? He's from the Bronx. Oh, the, the he's from the Bronx. They take every W from New York, bro. <laughs> Shout out to the shout out to the BX man. The Queens people be slandering the BX, but should be popping out of the BX. So shout yeah. out to BX. I guess hip hop started in the Bronx, right? Yeah, 
Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> it wasn't hip hop started. <laughs> some niggas. It's probably listen, some man. cavemen rapping like we started hip hop. Hip hop started in New York City. I, I'm Not fine. Definitely. I'm fine with that. Definitely. I'm fine with saying that. Hundred percent. All in all. I really hope that we. I'm not sure if we get KD. Everybody's saying we'll get him. I hope we do. You think I hope Clay, we get Clay's, Clay's, not, Clay's not coming anywhere. Clay's not After KD leaves, there was, there the Golden was, State Warriors are still going to flourish with Steph Curry, with the core of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. What if they both leave? Who? Which, no, which is not happening. Not happening. That'd be something if Clay decides to leave the best job in the NBA and go actually be the face of a franchise and work hard. Bro, people be sad, bro. People be satisfied, bro. Like. There's more. There's more. There's more um, self self agenda in sports than people make it out to be. Of course, like from the outside looking, in, like yeah, you keep winning. Yeah, you're winning. But it's like in the players' minds, like yo, I've been one. That's how I feel. Like that's how they think. Yo, like, that, that, that's one. how that's, that's how I feel about a lot of players. I feel like when people talk about like when, when the media always pushes the agenda of everybody having to win a championship. Yeah. Or have everybody not, not every being successful. Is, not every player is going to win a championship. Not bro. everybody's why exactly. Not you know, by, you know, if you look at the list of chips like for from teams in mm. the NBA, it's a lot of dynasties. It's a lot of three year. It's not a three out of four rings one. It's a lot like the Bulls took six out of ten years. That's like, beastie. Niggas don't win rings, bro. And niggas want to feed their family. <laughs> niggas want jewelry. Niggas want hoes. Right. They want to live in a lit city. <laughs> they want to be the man. They want to be on the cover of two K. This is all team based, bro. Like, if they on three rings in three years, then he. It's like my Hall of Fame check is good. I might just you know take this fifty million dollar extra check to play for the fucking Hornets or play for the <laughs> play for the Bulls. Like I might go to a lit city. With, mm-hmm. You feel me? I might just do that. Clay might wanna. Clay might wanna be lit. Clay might, might wanna be number one. We don't we don't know that. <laughs> now nah, we don't know. It, but, it appears that he this, doesn't. Push this narrative of. He's in Golden State. He'll take a pay cut to win. The nigga went seventy three and nine. He's been winning for a minute. You might want to see what it's like to lose. Shit, just <laughs> what? He also, you might want to challenge himself on some KD shit. <laughs> nah, he might not be the only nah, one that wants a new in challenge. Clay's, in Clay's situation, I think he's staying. But in like in uh, we gotta we gotta start thinking, man. These a lot of these players aren't thinking winning first. I've been saying that at the end of the day, bro. A lot of these, a lot of these players are coming from situations where they were poor. Look pulled. at Melo. Melo should have went to the Bulls. Like, and he took that bag, and he took the bag. He took that and bag. He took that New York pressure. And he, and he took knew that for garden. a fact, yo, me taking this bag, I'm about to lose it's way no more than I ever yeah. thought that I win. Car- Carmelo Anthony on the Bulls, different. Yo, at the, that at the one time, year, 2014, 2014, I remember yeah. that offseason. He's supposed to. I was, was a as a Knicks fan, I said, yo, I love Melo. But yo, do this for you, bro. Yeah, he goes go the get Bulls. that, go get that some, championship. Some, some, a lot of Knicks fans want him to go to the Bulls, but yeah, I was fine with it because I'm like, yo, if you go to the Bulls, bro, we'll just reset from now. We'll be out. They took that 125, man. It was like 140, I think. Yeah. My thing is just though, I don't hold that against players. If you nah, want to nah. get a bag over, win the championship, so nah. be it. At the end of the day, you got mouths to feed. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're a millionaire playing ball. Yeah. You don't like. The, the narrative that everybody's playing ball just to win a championship is ridiculous to me. Like bro. the idea that you could travel around the world to play basketball and get paid millions to it's do a it job, is good it's enough. A, it's a job. It's a great, well-paying job for I would say like fifty-five percent of the players. The other forty-five, like the superstars, are trying to win ring, rings. The 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 veteran players are trying to win, win rings. But like, let's right. Say, there's, there's a certain right. There's a certain there's a certain expectation you have to have yeah. if you're a certain caliber say, talent. That's say, a fact. Say you're like. Say you're like, uh, I'm trying to find a good, as good as example as possible. Say, say, say you're Karis Levert, right? Mm-hmm. You're young. You kind of have like 
you 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 like you you have like um, media coverage, but not really. But you you're making a bad. You're kind of on a good team, but that's far from a championship. Like, do you think every waking day he's in the training room? It's championship or bust. Championship. Like, nah. He's probably he's a young man. He got a bag. He work. He he plays basketball in Brooklyn. He's probably just trying to you know motherfucking for his get, family. I'm and if the, and if the team gets to right that now. to that point, then he probably is probably it, gonna it, turn it on. Right. Here's the thing though. You know, like it, there's a there's a window where it's like, yo, one day we'll be a championship or bus team. Yeah. But right now, when we're just young players trying to get better, yeah. we're gonna enjoy the we're, we're gonna enjoy those players. little yeah. um those little six seed. Six game exits in the yeah, first round. Semifinal exits. Like, right, we're gonna. The right, we're gonna enjoy those for what they are the because. In 2012. Exactly, for we're real. gonna enjoy those for what they are because one day all of those experiences no, will come in handy in the conference finals, yeah. in the finals, and things of that nature. And when when our talent is at a level where we have to win, then we'll go. We'll worry about winning. Right now, I'm just trying to have fun. His whole King's career. Yeah. He was just an ill player making a bag. You could you, you gonna hold it against him that they ain't win? Yeah. They barely. They, they barely. He First of all, they, it could have kept the right coach around him. Yeah. They could have found the right coach for him, and they they, they barely built a, a, a good team around him. You gonna hold that against him yeah. and his legacy? It's like yo, at the end of the day, man, yeah, great to hear good, he a great talent, but the situation that he is is ridiculous. He's, he was like it's so just it's not it's not fair to con- consistently hold it against these, some of these players when it's like yo, everybody's situation is completely different. But unless you're like the LeBrons of the world, the KDs of the world, now the Giannis's and the ADs of the LeBron. world. Look at LeBron. LeBron is taking. LeBron went to the the finals eight straight years. He declined. He he. If you weren't on this team in the Eastern Conference, you weren't winning a ring. You just weren't. All those players didn't win rings unless right. they was playing with them. So it's like a, a a great majority of the league in any league is just cashing, just punching the clock in for real. So you got even That's a nine to five. For yeah, them. and in free agency, that reality comes the most. Cause it's like, where am I gonna live? My wife don't want to live. I mean, she I, don't want to live no here no more, we, right? We, we in Oakland, and we win in championship or championships, but we don't. I don't my, my wife don't want to live in Oakland. My wife want to live in New York. Honestly, at that point, your wife got to take the L. Now, your wife is definitely taking that. <laughs> yeah, at that point, she got to take the L. Wife, uh, wife wasn't wearing the pants anyway. <laughs> like, no disrespect, but you know, nah, that's a fact. At, at, at that point, she got to just hold it down, and when I retire, we move to New in York. In most NBA. You know, I, I know women make their own bread too and have their own situation. Right, 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 it's right. Not, let me not. We're not be, taking that away. Yeah, let me not be on some. He's the NBA player, and she probably just no misogyny on this nah, side. Nah, <laughs> we we love our women on this podcast, especially this episode. But <laughs> but you especially know, this episode's joke. If, if if bro is you know a uh, uh, all star every year and he's. Getting championships, then yeah, he's what he say. Go, I know Savannah James used to be tight. Like we staying in Cleveland, like Cleveland. Fuck shit, Cleveland. Savannah from Cleveland herself, I think. Oh, not from even Cleveland, more Ohio. Reason, even more reason why so she's she, trying to so get out well, of it. At that point, they just yo, we gonna just go to the nice part of, yeah. of Ohio. We just gonna, we just gonna, we just gonna, you know, end our career with the Lakers. <laughs> you know, I think Savannah was probably like, I want you to be a Laker, LeBron. LeBron was probably like, you know what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's bigger than Fresh that. Pretty, it's bigger than that, but, but nah, hell yeah, the, it's bigger than that. Um, what's, what's I gonna say? I when when, when, when Bron when Bron told her that we going to L A, she didn't think twice. Yeah, she she her didn't. Her bags was packed. Right, she was like, okay, <laughs> it wasn't like, yo, you about to end in the Utah? <laughs> oh. Wait, what she heard at least she ain't complaining. <laughs> but yeah, it was it. Yeah, some cities, man, it's hard to attract free agents. Like Memphis, fucking the Utah Jazz. I don't want to play there, man. <laughs> It's crazy because there's, there's times where I feel like, in only in certain situations, your talent will outweigh the fact that this, the fact that you 
you're in a small market. Yeah, yeah. And I think right now that only applies for probably Giannis right now. Yeah. And Zion if he goes to if he goes to New Orleans. Because yeah. it's like if you're if you're a young not even yo if you're anybody yeah and you see Zion a young Zion Williamson and you have the opportunity to go play with them you might want to be like yo if this guy is really who I who they say he is let me go let me go live in New Orleans for yeah. a little bit and see what it's hitting for yeah. or like. Memphis, they about to draft John Moran with the second pick, and they're gonna have John Moran and Jared oh, I'm Jackson. I'm excited about that. Guy. I want to actually want to actually want to see how they're gonna pan out together. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're a veteran, then you're like, yo, that he had a better rookie year than a lot of people are giving credit. Jared Jackson, Jackson, that's a fact. But he's yeah. in Memphis. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody exactly. Cares. <laughs> so if, if you're a veteran, you're like, yo, my game fits in perfectly with these two young bucks. You might, you might bite the it. bullet and be like, yo, let me go live in Memphis for these next three years yeah, yeah, yeah. and help him and mentor him and then yeah. do what I gotta do to provide for my family. Oh, so yeah. it's like, and and you gotta remember too in 2019. Everybody doesn't have the same media coverage, right? But there's more media coverage than these smaller markets used to have. So it's not really an L for you to go have. Like for example, a nigga like Lance. If no matter where Lance goes, he's gonna be covered. He's gonna be covered. Yeah. He's gonna have attention on him. He's gonna be able to his the, the team is gonna be able to create content using Lance. Like Lance is gonna be an asset regardless. Yeah. There's certain people whose personalities they just jump off this. They just jump. Off the off yeah, the like court, a, like they jump Rashid off the Wallace screen, right? So piece. in this yeah. era right now, it don't even really matter where you go if yeah, you have a personality to match it, because niggas is gonna find a way to yeah. get people, you right. And people follow basketball more of like a casual national type of feel too. I feel like it's less less team dedicated fan. Like I'm not really a team dedicated fan. I kind of just follow the state of the league. Just follow the storylines. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's much better. It's mu- you know, it is. because basketball, NBA is a drama now. It's yeah. not like it's not like. Going to the days where you like you got an alliance to a team, yeah, except, except if you're a Knicks fan. Now. Except if you're a Knicks fan, you know? yeah. only us are dumb enough to still be Knicks fans. But everybody else is just following the storyline. I, I, I gave up. I gave up the Knicks when they traded Jamal Crawford. Like <laughs> I said, Jamal. Crawford. Yeah, it's been that long since I was a Knicks fan, man. It's been a while. Nah, them JC, them JC days are crazy. Yeah, J. Crawford was, was nice, filthy. man. He's still he was always nice. Knicks, Knicks JC was crazy. Who'd you say is your favorite player all the time? My favorite, LeBron. LeBron's my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> but this play is like I fuck with though You know I feel like I, That's super Like Shaquille O'Neal mm-hmm. Is probably like One of my favorites Um Not too big on Kobe Love Kobe though Appreciate I, I appreciate Kobe more than I like him. You respect his game yeah. You respect Kobe And what he brought to the OD, game But OD. him as, the, as a player Nah I'm good off that I mean I, He's just not my favorite You mm-hmm. know what I mean But he's like In my top three Top four Type shit Um Who else I like I like Dirk I see. I see. I saw Derek play courtside in Dallas like three years Fire. ago. Yeah, it was amazing. He dropped like twenty seven, I think. Justin, once you once you sit courtside, it's hard for you to go back. Uh yeah, but I like. I'm I'm weird though when it comes to shit like that. I like like concerts and like sporting events. I like being high up. Nah, for, for sporting just, events, I like being like in the midsection. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be able to see the whole court. Yeah, I like I like watching plays develop. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, courtside is a cool experience. But I like, yeah, I like seeing the court. But you're you're more you're you're more of a intermediate sports fan than most people like in the market for courtside tickets. Courtside tickets are like an expression of wealth. Nah, that's a fact. Yeah. It's literally just to put you just just so that everybody knows you, <laughs> you get in really the back. If you really wanna if you really wanna watch the sport of it, you would be in a suite. Yeah, yeah. So. If you really, yeah, if you really yeah. want to watch, because even like the GMs and sometimes like the, yeah, um, they, they, high, up they high up for yeah. exactly. They high up for. But me personally, even if I want to watch the plays develop, I like like the little mid section, like yeah. the little mid bowl, because the the suite sometimes be too high for 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 the kid. Word. 
But that midsection <laughs> is just like, He's like the midsection is like you feel like you're right there, right? The hundreds, you feel like you feel like you're right there, but you're but not just, right yeah. there. The ball not gonna hit you, right? Like, and it kind of humbles you a little bit. So like, I'm almost yeah. there, but I'm not. It's it's a, you know every seating in a, in a, an arena comes with a different experience. If you sit in the nosebleeds, you lose some of the clarity, but it's still an experience in itself. Or if, if, if you sit in the nosebleeds and you watch a game winner, I love you're still going to feel that like Oh, yeah, winner. hell yeah. That's going to be crazy. It's, you'll it's see the feel, whole shit. Watching a game winner in the nosebleeds is better than watching it in the crib yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You feel the hell energy of the arena. I, never, I, wanna, I, I can't wait to be in a situation where Concerts I watch... Concerts in the nosebleeds are fucking dope. Really? Yeah, because... I've never been to a concert, so I've yet to be to a live concert. We gotta take Darnell to a concert, everybody. <laughs> All the lucky ladies, listen. If you got this, if you got this far into the podcast, you obviously a fan of the nigga. So you might as well just buy him. You might as well buy him a ticket. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You Shit, they've been listening. Man. That's a support. Sure. You know where to find me at underscore King Bentley on Instagram. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it's lit. Hey. Nah, I, I, I've never been to a concert. I always feel like um, music is better to listen to. Yeah, you, you know you should start. You start with a festival because a festival. You Yo, it was out. crazy because I was just talking to somebody the other day. Yeah, I'm not built for festivals. Thanks for the offer though. You haven't been. I don't one. feel like I'm built for a festival, bro. Nine hours in the sun, just running around from you just got set a to set. VIP ticket, bro. That's all you My need bad. to do. Big money shit. Cop a VIP. What, like is the, what does the VIP experience give you? VIP is like all the chill dudes. Like everybody, everybody that's like, yeah, I can't fuck with festivals. Should just chill together in VIP. Because to say you're not built for seeing your artists back to back, that's not what you're, you, you're talking about the crowds and shit. Like, but so if you. So as a VIP person, aren't you, where are you, where are you standing? Where are you sitting? In a secluded area. Where and you just watch, and you just watching it yeah. from that secluded area. Yeah, it's, oh. but it's not, you're not like a rowdy college kid. You're so you don't have, you don't have to run around from stage to stage. Because I heard like, for example, at Rolling Loud, I heard it was like multiple stages. And yeah. Like, niggas will come up. But the, sta- the stages there. aren't far from each other. Mm-hmm. Type. They're only far, they're far enough so that you don't hear the sound. Like there's spots you could like stand in and turn around and see the stage and then turn around. And see the other stage type mm-hmm. shit. Which um did weren't you did you just come from a festival recently? I did. I went to um something in the water, Pharrell's festival. Pharrell's John, right? How and was that? What was, was that experience amazing. like? It was loud? amazing. It was super amazing. Jay Z came out, Travis Scott performed, uh SZA performed, Missy Elliott performed, Diddy performed. And this is all one weekend, like this is why festivals are dope. Even some older art acts like SWV performed, the SWV Black Street, TLC, TLC came out, Teddy Riley came out. It was, it was like, it was, it was super dope. It was like it's a celebration of music, and it's like festivals are a whole bunch of like, you think a party is like a good play? It's like a whole bunch of girls and guys your age, like type shit. Like it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool vibe thing. But I get, I get why people like the crowds, like p- people pushing through crowds is just like fucking annoying as hell, and it's, it's sunny and it's, the water's a struggle. But it'd be worth it at the end. If you're really a fan of all of these artists, like it'd be worth it at the end of the day. It's it's an mm-hmm. experience. I may I may touch a festival one day, nah, but might, if I do, you one, might be an arena guy. You feel me? You might just, nah, I I could definitely do yeah, an arena, arena, but a festival, nah, I'm not I'm not jacking the festival. Arena, I don't like arena shows. Why not? Because the sound in these old facilities, like like Madison Square Garden, right? The sound sucks. The acoustic sucks. Of course, the center is gonna, it sounds amazing because it's newer, That's right? Because it's a baby, you know what I mean. But uh, like the outdoor festival shows, I don't know. It'd just be more organic. Like it'd be more of like 
I really, I really feel like I'm at a spectacle. You feel that? Like festival crowds are huge. Mm -hmm. This is a whole bunch of people. Just bunch of people. Just a bunch of people. Yeah, performing in front of that shit must be like different. But um, probably, probably. You get a different experience with with arenas and festivals type shit. So that guy definitely be more of an arena guy than a festival. I could definitely see you as more of an arena. I could see you in a suite. <laughs> like, just like chilling like, with food and like a and like a like a formal meal like some shit like you <laughs> said a formal like, meal like a knife, at a concert like, with a fork yeah, and knife like, is crazy I could kind of see you with like your napkin in there like, like really raging too like yeah yeah at a Migos I've seen, I can see you at a Migos concert like eating a filet mignon like, not even like super wild and like that's what I see from Donna, you like one of the you you, you got decorum. Nigga <laughs> said you got decorum. Class. <laughs> like, I don't see you with these rowdy ragers, <laughs> disgusting peasants. Yo, before we get Mr. out of here, Mr. Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, before we get out of here, man, let them know where, where they can find the project and with them, let them know where they can follow you and keep up with more of your work. Yes, sir. By the time this drops out, I mean, this is literally gonna drop within the next thirty minutes. Oh, word? Right. Okay. So, um, you know, it's going to be on Apple Music, Spotify, title. It's going to be called Long Time Coming under the name FK47. You can reach me. My IG is FK47 period underscore. My Twitter is FK47 with two underscores after that. And that's where you can find me for real. And we out, I guess. And like, we I'm out. Just- that's the end. <laughs> Yep, that's the end. It's it. Stop, stop listening. You've been listening to the King Belly Podcast. You can follow the King Belly Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can subscribe to the King Belly Podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Your support is greatly appreciated.